Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porter, Dr. of Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst, FantasyPoints.com. Make sure to follow me on X or Twitter at FBInjuryDoc. Make sure you are following all my stuff over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash injuryprone. There is a lot to get into today. So buckle up, buckle in. Do you buckle up or do you buckle in? Let me know. Tag me on Twitter uh, at FBInjuryDoc. I buckle in or I buckle up. Um, woo, a lot, right? There were a lot of injuries this week, and this was uh, unexpected. We'll start right off the bat, just to mention it. Tank Dell, obviously all the reports have confirmed what we thought was, unfortunately, the reality. And that said, he suffered a fibula fracture. And this is a similar injury to what Mark Andrews suffered. This is a similar injury to what Darnell Mooney suffered last season. So this is going to be a situation where he's going to come back. Um, he should be ready for 2023, no issues, as long as he doesn't have any sort of setbacks or complications the way we know DJ Chark had. So we'll address that more as the season offseason rolls on. But we'll get right into last night, man. I had written up, God, how many is this? I'm counting them right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight, nine, ten, eleven, ten guys or so. And then we got a couple more last night, and Trevor Lawrence, we'll start with him and Christian Kirk. Trevor Lawrence. So the video looked like a lateral ankle sprain. That's what they basically confirmed is that his ankle sprain is uh, doesn't have any fractures. We saw that. We know that because of the x-rays. There are no big picture dislocations or fractures or anything like that. He's going to get an MRI or probably un already underwent an MRI, probably already rehabbing it, getting needles in there, uh, getting soft tissue to the calf. He's probably doing a lot of the stuff, you know, taking NSAIDs over the counter uh, or not even, you know, maybe even some prescription anti-inflammatory medications. They're going to do everything they possibly can to get this ankle right. So, like I said, even though the MRI is already pending, we know that of all of the foot and ankle injuries that quarterbacks have sustained since 2018, to my knowledge, based on this list that I have in front of me that I've tracked, none of these guys had a lateral ankle sprain. So all these guys missed time with an ankle sprain, ankle or foot issue, since 2018, but none of them, that, to my knowledge, were a lateral or low sprain, right? Jalen Hurts, Matt Ryan, Kyle Allen, um, that one I'm not entirely sure about. Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Taysom Hill, Mac Jones, Kyler Murray, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton. None of those were a lateral ankle sprain. So that's good. That's good precedent, right? So the bottom line is, though, Trevor Lawrence is going to be less than 100%. He's not going to be 100% by the time uh, next week rolls around against the Browns. But given where the Jaguars currently sit in the playoff position, sort of playoff jockeying, it's going to be difficult for them to sit Lawrence. I do think that even if he misses time, it's going to be one of those situations where he misses one week and then comes back. So I do think that he can play with a heavily tamped ankle um, and on some of the best drugs on the planet. I do think this is possible, but he will not even be like 85%, we'll say. Um, so just be ready to be with a very limited Trevor Lawrence or no Trevor Lawrence at all for a week. Another sort of weird situation is the Kenny Pickett situation. He underwent a tightrope procedure, but not going on the IR because they're, you know, hoping that he comes back in two to four weeks. We saw this last season with Ryan Tannehill. That's just a super optimistic timeline. Is it possible two weeks? I guess it's plausible. Um, it's not likely. I don't think this is likely, um, and I don't think that he's going to come back in two weeks. I would be very surprised if he came back even in four weeks. So it's going to be the Mitch Trubisky experience. Uh, Jalen Hurts went into the concussion protocol. Just be aware that he could still, you know, report some symptoms 
later this week and that he is at risk for another concussion like we saw with Derek Carr, uh, who sustained another concussion despite being out of the protocol. That's something to monitor on Jalen Hurts. Speaking of Derek Carr, absolutely battered, man. I would be shocked since this is the second time in the concussion protocol if they let him you know, clear, if he actually clears before week 14. So as I joke constantly, um, here's a quote. It's Jameis time. Quote, Jameis Winston probably. So it's going to be Jameis time. Going to need to take a sip after that one. I'm a big iced coffee guy. And uh, right now I'm battling a cold. A little head cold, a little man cold, so I'm playing hurt. I'm playing hurt, so some of you can imagine what's that like. I know that you, what that's like. I know some of you men out there have, have braved the storm and have been able to um, fight these colds that, that can sometimes knock us down uh, onto our asses. So, okay, moving on. Some running backs. Derrick Henry. Uh, I know this can probably get a little confusing when a guy enters concussion protocol, they might not ever actually enter concussion protocol. They can be evaluated for a concussion, and the team can make the decision to just not put them back in, even if they don't t technically flag for a concussion. Um, that's possible. That's what happened with Derrick Henry. So I know that can get confusing. Sometimes they can clear concussion protocol quickly, um, and that it's, it's kind of a convoluted process. What you need to know is that Derrick Henry, according to Mike Vrabel, is not in the concussion protocol right now. That doesn't mean that he can't wake up tomorrow morning and, and have symptoms, right? He can wake up tomorrow morning, have some symptoms. He goes back in the protocol, and they start this whole process over again, in which case he probably wouldn't clear it. Now, guys can clear, especially running backs, can clear concussion protocol within a week, and Henry is going to have eight days to do so at this point, right? Even if he has a setback you know, tomorrow, maybe he can still get through it because he does have that additional day. But we have seen guys like Gus Edwards and Alex Madison come back from a concussion within one week. And given the fact that Henry is not in the protocol right now, that bodes well for him to play in week 14 without issues. He's still at risk for re-injury, but you should still roster um, Tajay Spears. But it doesn't mean that Derrick Henry will not play. In fact, I actually would lean as of today that he does play. Ramondre Stevenson. Um... He might be out the rest of the fantasy season. He might just be done with. Uh, for our purposes, anyway, there's, he's probably not going to be able to contribute much. right? The Patriots are pretty tight-lipped, and even though Adam Schefter said this will likely take, quote, several weeks, sources from the Patriots have actually been pretty misleading at times. So even though it's Adam, an Adam Schefter report, um, it's difficult to trust completely. But I, based off of the... The data that we have since 2016 for running backs with high ankle sprains, the two to three calendar week mark really does make sense. So he'll, you know, Ramondre will miss Thursday night football. He could potentially miss week 15, 16. I don't know how confident you can be putting him back in your lineup in week 16. If you're absolutely, absolutely hurting for bench space or you cannot hold on to Stevenson, you can probably drop him at this point. Um, I Again, I say that very carefully. Not every situation. I don't recommend this for most situations, actually. But if you are in a very shallow league and you need something uh, and you need you need to add, you know, whatever, maybe you need a quarterback because you only have Kyler Murray, something like that, and you need to drop somebody, you can probably drop Ramondre Stevenson. Just be extremely careful with those decisions. Uh, moving on to some more. Well, one more running back here. Uh, Brian Robinson, he's on a bye next week, but I do think it's worth mentioning. 
Uh, he has had a thigh issue before dating back to Alabama, so that doesn't help his chances of being able to bounce back quickly. But if you look at the numbers just in, of running backs since 2018, we see that they miss an average of about 1.5 games, and the median is one game. So even if this is a relatively you know moderate injury, even if this is a moderate injury, I do think Brian Robinson can be back in Week 15, but his re-injury risk at this point in the season is going to be 24%. So just be careful with where you're slotting Brian Robinson in. Uh, moving on to more wide receivers here. Mari Cooper, um, I do think that he can come back, even though he, he might be limited. But um, when you look at his concussion that he's dealing with, most concussion, and this is the second one since 2017, the mean amount of concussion, mean amount of time missed for a concussion for wide receivers is only half of a game, right? And the median is, and the mode is zero games. So usually these guys don't miss time. But again, you know, Chris Olave is pretty much the only guy we've seen this season of wide receivers come back quickly when they're actually in the concussion protocol and that's what we believe right now is the case for Amari Cooper so again every brain injury is different but he's got a chance to come back and if he does come back uh, the re-injury risk is about eight percent and the dip in fantasy production is pretty significant it's 36 percent so you know that usually comes with a 31 percent dip in targets per out and my theory on this is these guys are in the protocol they can't take actual live reps with the team they're getting through their rehab and, and doing sort of limited individual drills so they're not really incorporated into the game plan um so we'll see what happens with that we'll see what happens with amari cooper you probably i mean i don't know if you have to start amari cooper if he is back in week 14 like I, like i expect him to be but he's definitely uh, a guy to consider Another guy who I honestly would not start if he, even if he comes back in week 14 is Christian Watson, since, who's dealing with another hamstring strain, right? Since 2018, wide receivers who have a re-injury of a hamstring strain have missed an average of 1.7 games, and the median is two. Add that with the fact that the Packers have been extremely conservative in managing him this season. I don't know. It doesn't add up that he can be back, but they are saying that the injury isn't as severe as they uh, initially thought. I'm just you're just gonna have to watch his status but understand that his risk is through the roof if you start him the week before the fantasy playoffs begin uh, another guy on by Marquise Brown dealing with a heel issue it could either be a bruised heel or it could be um, something like plantar fasciitis which is, which is extremely painful to play through again he's on by so it might not matter necessarily this week uh, he might get be able to get right and then be back in week 15 Christian Kirk we're all adults here right but he may have crushed his testicles. It was could have been a crush injury, right? This is a more traditional actual groin strain than same thing. The most that he would miss for this uh, based on season-long data, based on uh, wide receiver data, is one game. So shouldn't be a prolonged absence for Christian Kirk. But we could be wrong there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it won't be. That was a lot. We got through a lot. If you have questions, hit me up on Twitter at FBInjuryDoc. Make sure you go to Patreon for more, for all timelines and projected return dates on all these guys. Patreon.com slash injury prone. Good luck out there, man. It has been a bloodbath.